I am discovering me. Discovering me. My identity was hidden, taken from me, long before my ancestors began hanging from trees. The serpent, he was the real thief, deceiving my sister Eve. He made me forget I was royalty. My father is a king. I am the daughter of the everlasting, loving, omniscient three. He came to give me life. This world wants to take it away. He never intended for it to be this way. Free will, a blessing, and a curse. Say my name. My life matters. God said it first. Discovering me. Redefining my identity. Made fearfully and wonderfully, flaws and all, my destiny was altered when I heard his call. I can't see where I'm going, but I know what I'm leaving behind. My faith is blind, lamps at my feet as I shoulder his load. I feel light, I see life as I walk the Samaritan road. Hello, everyone. This is Nori, your host of the Discovering Me podcast. And today I am excited to introduce my sister, sister in Christ, but my sister nonetheless, Julia Jacks. I'll go ahead and let Julia introduce herself. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you for letting me join, Nori. I'm so excited about your podcast, your purpose, your core. And, you know, I always say we've got to share this with people because people think they're really alone. Right. So it's nice to learn how to discover ourselves, especially as women. But um, my name is Julia Jack, like uh, Nori mentioned, and I am an architect by education, um, and I'm licensed now, which we can talk about a little bit how I got from one end to the other, which wasn't as linear as it seems. And um, I do have a podcast called F50 Women, because they're a little bit later than you, Nori. <laughs> I had that moment where I had to discover myself, and it was just like, something's got to happen and um you get tired so I- i'm excited to be here um what else can i tell you i'm I-, I i love god i have five children we're a blended family so that's a whole lot of drama and wonderful things <laughs> there as well <laughs> but yeah so i'm just thankful to be here and hopefully uh, your audience will get to know me a little bit better as we chat and I'll get to know you a little better and the world will just be a better place. Awesome. I love that. So I wanted to first ask you about your journey to get to F50 Woman and what that looked like and what started that for you. Yes. Okay. Well, that started around the 50 mark. So right now I'm about 53 and a half or three quarters, somewhere around there. (laughs) (laughs) But just before my 50th birthday, my father passed away. He Mm. was 78. And though that's a pretty good amount of time to live, it was still, um, you know, one, it's your dad. And so anyone who's lost their father knows that when your father passes away, it's almost like the world gets a little less safe somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he was sick when he passed away, but we weren't expecting him to pass. So it was, was, you know, he was healing and then we thought he was getting better. And um, so he passed away. Then about six months later, that was just before Christmas. December 19th, 2017, and then six months later is my 50th birthday. And, you know, I had been in my career for many, many years. I had been in and around architecture, but I felt like I was flatlined. I wasn't really going anywhere. You know, things in my personal life were just continually frustrating year after year after year. And so when it got to this point, it was almost like the brakes or something went off and said, and I said, 
my father was 78. Mm -hmm. I'm 50. These first 50 years, you know, I look at my children and I remember when they were babies and all of a sudden now they're grown people driving cars, going to colleges, moving out. And those 50 years went by like, like nothing. Yeah. So I said, if I only have 25, say more years left, what am I doing? I, mm. I'm waste, I can't, I don't have not one more second to waste. And it got to a point, And at that point, you know, you're just so frustrated. You know, you're stuck. And so I put myself through what I call is a, a discomfort challenge. And so I did things to make myself uncomfortable, mm. just small things and big things. Um, and through all that, I just came to, I had this aha moment and I just realized that you know, the glass ceiling is a real thing for, for some people. But for me, I was running into myself. Mm. I was just, and again, it's amazing because it all felt like it surrounded my father. So my father was so intelligent. He was, he had a PhD in chemistry. He had a master's in e economics. He could learn anything. He taught wow. himself three languages. He was just the smartest man on the planet. And and in my family growing up, I felt like he had all the power. He was mm. the man in the house and everybody did what dad said. And so as I grew up, I really tried to be like my dad, tried to be masculine, tried to be strong, tried to be smart, tried to be successful. Even I know some of his advice was when you go into the meeting, okay, so now you're in management. Now you go into the meetings. You got to let them know who's boss, you know, get in there and just kind of tell them off. And <laughs> I just, it just wasn't me. <laughs> So I came to a point, that point in time where I realized I, I'm just, that's just, none of this is me. Mm. And so I had a couple of realizations. One, you know, it's okay to be gentle, loving, encouraging. It's okay to want good things for people and not, you know, be on the construction site and not have to be throwing curses everywhere and, right. and being hard and mean. And, um, and uh, so I realized you know, the feminine qualities were powerful qualities mm. and the feminine qualities were who I am. I'm just naturally that way. I love, it makes my husband crazy, <laughs> but I love to encourage my children. So when they do things wrong, yes, you can do that. Yes, you can. This is what we should do. I'm very, I just focus on the positive. I don't know. Right. It's, That's it's just good. who I am. Yeah. So I just accepted that that is who I am. I'm not my father. He's an amazing person. There was only one him and it's not me. Right. Um, and then what was the other thing? I can't remember what the other thing I was going to mention. Um, but yeah, so I think it was just accepting that I was who I was. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the, then the other thing I realized, okay, so I have, if I have 25 years left in my life, what am I going to do with it? So at this point, I, I got to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm out of car architecture. I'm not doing it. I'm going to go sell jewelry. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw me on Facebook, but I was selling jewelry. I was done. I'm going to do something feminine, silly, and something completely different. But then I looked back and I said, you know what, Julia? There's a lot of women, specifically black women, who are trying to get into architecture, trying to get in construction, design, all these types of fields. Mm -hmm. So if you leave after 20 something years of experience, if you leave, who is going to help them get in, in the door? Right. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to be who I am and, and pursue my passion and my purpose. And I'm, but I'm, but not, but, and part of that is helping the younger women 
to get in the door. And so I can't help them get somewhere if I'm not willing to do it. So that's mm. when I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my architecture license. I'm just going to go for it. So that year I sat down and I studied. And by the end of the year, I finished all those seven exams and I, I had my license and it, and it felt good because it was, you know, when you go to architecture school, that's the goal to get your license. Right. So I finally did it at 50. And, um, and so, you know, I went through it, like you probably know, it's a process. Yeah. And so I, I went through all that and I actually sat down and I wrote down for myself a personal brand statement. That's what I call it. So, um, that came out of someone had asked me, an organization had asked me to write my biography for a diversity inclusion type thing. Mm -hmm. So I actually sat down and I wrote it and it was very much like reading over my life. Wow. And I realized, and I realized my parents were West Indian. I was born in Canada. I came to the United States. I lived in a community that was mostly, that was very un, not diverse. Um, I was a different culture, so I had to learn how to assimilate. I went to architecture school, and through my career, I went through different things, construction, interior design. You know, the, my, my career sort of mirrored my life in terms of needing to understand diversity and different people in different right. settings. So, you know, I just realized, you know what? And I'll give you my personal brand statement. So my personal brand statement is, I am the daughter of diversity here to change the world one woman at a time by encouraging everyone I meet to build unshakable character and do extraordinary things. That's beautiful. So, and you know, the unshakable character and extraordinary things really comes from God because, you know, the world is crazy. Yeah. And even as we turn 50, you think, and if you hear women who turn 50, they're, they get to be all set in certain areas. I'm good. I don't worry about being fat anymore. I love myself. Mm. And we have sort of this sort of empowerment. However, we start to get to the point where we just stay to the side. Um, you know, people don't really care about what you look like. You just sort of disappear. Mm. But look at all 50 some odd year, 50, 60, 70 years of life. Yeah. Lessons you've learned, things you've gone through, places you've been, rooms you're in that other women or men are trying to get into. And so don't take that to your grave. I mean, you know, the Bible tells us that older women teach the younger women, you know, the ways they should live. Yeah. So it's our gift and our responsibility to give back to the younger women. So this is sort of, I hopefully everybody can understand. It feels like it's like a cyclone. <laughs> I'm talking about it. But it was just all sort of an explosion of all these different things and really just trying to find out why am I here? This can't be it. I can't yeah. just be here to live and die. And um, so so that's that's how all that came about. That's beautiful. That's I love your story. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. I think that I... I followed your whole story, so you don't have to worry okay. about the cyclone. <laughs> okay. I okay. think that that'll definitely inspire so many people because I know for me and my generation in, in general, I feel like we're all kind of like, okay, I don't really want to do this one thing forever that I don't really care for. And then what? And yeah. so I think that what you're talking about is so powerful and so true because we do need your wisdom. We need your advice. We need your guidance because we're just like, okay, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that, but what am I going to do? 
And we don't necessarily see how big the world can be. And we don't see the different avenues that we can take. And we won't be able to see that until we either talk to someone who's been there already or just kind of figure it out and fumble along the way. But I think we should tap into those resources, tap into those people that are already have already done the things. Um, And so I love your message behind like you're not done yet. And so what what would you say, like, is your goal with that? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to inspire people to? Yeah, I've been thinking about this often. Um, I would like to, my hope is to have a collection of women. Every time I think about it, I visualize myself like you collect shoes or you collect pencils or you collect (laughs) dolls and things. I just want to collect women. I just want to have a community where there's just so much wisdom to tap into, like you said, hmm. I want to do that. Where do I go? Oh, she can help you with that. You know, I, my finances are falling apart. Where do you can go? I want to, I want to do that. So that's what I'm hoping to actually build a community. And I ha- I pray that it will be a diverse community. So there'll be Asians and Indian people and Native American people and Black people and White people and European people. I just want to, I just want a place where we can actually where we can actualize this whole idea of diversity and, um, and perspective. And, um, so I, I just, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I just put it in the hands of God. And I say, if, if you want it to be, then it'll be, if not, then it would have been fun. (laughs) That's really cool. So yeah. And I really, really hope to help women over 50, not just to be, um, good in your own skin, but to really have a bigger vision and to come out and change the world, sort of be elder women, be not leaders in terms of having to be in the front of things, right. but really be that um, the wise, the wisdom, the wisdom in the community, have a community again where, you know, the older women are helping and teaching and training and supporting and, and giving and, you know, sort of like a, a community full of grandmas. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that so, so much. Really help. Yeah. And then as we're 50 and over, don't just think that that you're good. You know, mm. there's so much more character to build. There's so much more for you to do for yourself. Um, you know, you you haven't reached a point where your mind is right or your character is right or your attitude is right, you know. Don't just grow up and say, well, I'm an old grumpy person. That's just who I am. No, that's not who you are. (laughs) That's not who God designed you to be. He designed you to be so much better. So, yeah. So the dream is kind of wide and big, and and, but we'll see what happens. That's really cool. It sounds like a mentorship program kind of like where you can kind of set people up with where you want them. And there's like different areas. That's really cool. I think um, I'm kind of in the same thing with my podcast. It's like I started it and I have this vision for like, wanting to work with teens and wanting to do all these amazing things. But like right now we're just going to focus on the podcast and it's like, I need to learn how to meet people and just different things, different, um, I guess different tools that I'm utilizing in order to be able to actually get to where I'm going, um, to figure out how to do those things. Cause I'm like, okay, I have this, I always have really big, visions but I don't really know the steps and how to get there right yes which is good because sometimes the steps formulate and the road splits off and and then you find out what people are needing and then right you'll channel that yeah exactly the wisdom is learned along the way yeah that's really cool so 
what would you say? I know you were inspired to do this because you were turning 50 and you were like, okay, I need to change my life. But like, what made you want to change it? Like, what was it? Were you like, what sparked that for you? Um, you know, I was having a lot of, um, personal challenges, Mm. some personal life challenges, some crises and some frustrations. And you know, when the same thing keeps, when the same thing keeps happening to you year and year and year and decade after decade, you start to think, okay, so if that keeps happening to me, it can no longer be them. There's something wrong with me. Right. So that's the moment I got to. There's something that I am or am not doing that I have to do or not do to make this situation change. Right. Because if you're waiting for the world to change or you're waiting for other people in your life to change, well, keep waiting and get right. a bucket of ice cream <laughs> <laughs> or popcorn. Right, right. So I just said, you know what? It's 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 really me. It's mm. me who has to change. So I just went about that, about changing that, changing me. And the only person we can really change is ourselves. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, yeah, that was pretty much it. That's cool. It reminds me of the yeah. Michael Jackson song, The Man in the Mirror. <laughs> yes. You know what? Somebody mentioned that to me the other day. Oh, really? Just the same way. I don't know who it was, but I'm going to have to listen to that song again that's what it reminds me of because it's like you can't like it's I mean you can't do anything until you start working on whatever it is that you need to work on in order to get where you want to go because otherwise you're just going to keep doing it's like a hamster on a wheel if you just keep running in the same direction you're never going to go anywhere you're never going to go anywhere run the same treadmill the same direction with the same pace yeah over and over again exactly and then if you then you imagine if we all, it, it, it's such an easy, simple concept, but seems so complicated because we're so either self-focused or outward focused. I'm not sure. But imagine if we all did that. So if you and I and everybody else said, I'm going to, I'm going to take responsibility for me and mm. I'm going to make sure that, that I do what's right and that I am you know, my character is right and my behavior is right. My thoughts and ideas are correct or maybe not my thoughts and ideas, but my um, attitudes right. are correct. Everybody in that circle or in on the earth would be doing what's right. And then that would affect the other person. Well, so right. I don't I don't know. It seems simple, but I don't know why we won't do it. I think it's I, I think it's because you either you're fearful that you're going to yeah. get cheated in some way and then you'll be yeah. hurt or taken advantage of or yeah. you're trying to do everything. So it's like right. it's like those two ends. It's like you overexert yourself or you don't have time to focus on the small part that you're supposed to do or yeah. you're just like, but what if I do that and then so-and-so doesn't respond this way? Well, then it would have been yes. a waste. And it's like, no, it's not a waste because yeah. maybe you doing that would inspire that person to do something different as well. Yes. And I think that that's something that I'm learning is I just need to focus on the small piece that is mine <laughs> yes. and do my best to do all the things and not be tainted by the negativity or by feeling like I lost something or that I'm going to get the short end of the stick because at the end of the day, God is in control and yeah. I'm trusting him. And so if he's allowing it to happen, then, hey, maybe I'll learn something by getting the short end of the stick, you know? Right. Yes. <laughs> and I think that that's, 
not always easy. No. <laughs> because no, it's not. I have yeah. to keep reminding myself lately, like, don't grow weary in doing good because I can just feel like, why am I always the one? And why do I always <laughs> have to do this? And it can yeah. just feel so like, I just, I'm always the one doing the right thing. But I know that there's other people doing the right things too. Maybe I'm just not seeing them. And I know I'm right. doing things wrong too. So yes. <laughs> it is, it's, it's a uh, wearisome. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a challenge. It's a race. Yeah. yeah. It's a battle. Yeah. And so what advice would you give to other women who are either turning 50 or who are after 50? What advice would you give them to go after their thing? Um, I would say read your own biography is my first piece of advice. So I would sit down and literally write out where you were born, where you came from, how you were raised, what you liked, what you didn't like, um, what you did in between, what the jobs that you did, whether you liked them, how did you behave in the jobs, to really understand what you've been through and how that formed you and whether that was forming was good or bad, did you lose part of yourself in it or did you discover parts and just really understand your own journey so you can understand who you are, how you got there and what's next hmm. because you can keep going forward sort of blinders on and you're, you're going to end up, like you said, on that same treadmill running forward. Or you can say, okay, you know what? I think I want to step a little to the right because I've been doing the left this whole time and I'm not, I'm not supposed to be on the left. I, it doesn't feel good. Right. So that would be my first piece of advice and discover something about yourself. I know I was in a room uh, of women talking to them about writing your own biography and there was one woman in the room and she said, I am a X, Y, Z person. And the way she kept saying it, it was almost like somebody had told her she was that wow. or that was the way she had survived something. Right. By telling herself, this is who I am. So you have to um, and maybe it's a point you get to because I don't know how old she wasn't quite 50 yet. Um, but you have to be able to go through the smoke screen. Mm get rid of the the masks and what the world thinks you should be or what your parents thought you should be or what you did because of or what was done unto you and really see what lessons you learned and see what the story adds up to and you may realize hmm I was born for that right. whatever it is so that would be my first biggest piece of advice and take the time to do it if it takes a month or two years or a year I know for me it was a about a year long process before between when I hit the wall and I was like, oh, okay, this is it. Right. This is it. I love that. And I, you know, I had a, uh, a career coach and she had an aha moment with her because she, she said, who God made you to be or, or your gift is not the same as what you do for a living. Hmm. Those two things don't have to be, because I was like, I'm an architect, so I have to be like this. And she was like, your gift and what you do for a living don't have to match but figuring out how those two diverged and what my purpose was, now it informs everything I do. I could be a dancer or a doctor. My purpose is the same, hmm. no matter where I go. So That's that would be beautiful. my advice. And yeah. And how would you say your faith has inspired this journey? Like, what have you learned? Yeah. Yes, I think, let me, let me see. I almost feel like it was the other way around it where um, 
you know, I, I love superhero movies. So, you know, in some of those superhero movies it or, or old karate movies, it gets to a point where you're either beaten down, you're completely beaten down. I know we saw uh, the Buddhist Palm movie. I don't know if anybody out there ever saw it. But basically, this one character literally got his face beat into the floor. Oh, wow. And he was, his face was squished. You know, some of these uh, yeah. karate movies get extreme. Uh-huh. <laughs> his face. His face was crushed, and this was a guy who wanted to learn what's called the Buddhist palm, and he was, since a little boy, and at this moment, this big karate master just pummeled him. And then, long story short, what came out of that is his chi, or his super energy, was released, and he could do this Buddhist palm, and then he ended up beating that, um, that character. But I felt like that was the moment for me where I had been crushed and frustrated and I had so many days of that snotty ugly girl cry you know Mm. that's that sobbing ridiculous snotty nose cry Mm -hmm. that I hit the bot I literally hit the bottom of my ship or the bot that floor it was there was nowhere else to go right and I think at that point I just said you know what God please I just I mean days I said God just help me just please I, I mean I was just like willing to do anything just help me just, you know, you get to the point where you're like, I don't care, you know, take my house, take my car, I don't care, I don't care. Um, just help me. And I know I went days and days like that. And finally, um, I actually, um, we have this prayer group at my job. And this woman who leads this prayer group is just so unapologetically God-fearing mm. that it had me standing there like, oh. and she was like that at work. You go to her desk and you say, oh my gosh, you know, this, this, this paperwork. And she'd be like, no, God, God is in control. Every God was just on her lips all the time, wow. everywhere. I don't care what meeting she is in. I don't care what room she's in. And it just made me pause. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, what am I doing? Hmm. And it, she's, her love for God is so powerful that it's just lighting other people on fire. And so I don't really know what happened between being on my knees and saying, God, well, now I'm talking about it. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> I was, you know, where I was just on my knees, like, God, help me. I, I'm willing to give anything. Yeah. And then this happened. And I feel like that, like I explained to you with the superhero, just lit everything on fire. Wow. And I was like, there is no. God is the only reason I'm here. Mm. And somehow, you know, when you just get it, Yep. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. And that's the best I can explain it. It's almost like that chi releasing moment where you're like, whatever was you were holding on to, whatever, um, you know, I don't want people so much to know I'm a Christian, so they won't, you know, be uncomfortable with mm. me or there are places where you wouldn't be too Christian to make other people comfortable. And even in, like I was explaining to you with my personality, I was like, yeah, but I want to try to feel, be strong and come off strong. And you know what? Now I'm like, you know what? I'm happy. So if you don't like it, it's too bad. Right. I think I can leave the group because I'm too happy. That's too bad too. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so I think that's what happened as I'm talking through it and looking back. 
That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I think yeah. so much of what you said, I'm just like holding on to little parts. I will probably go back to, and listen to this again and write down a okay. couple things <laughs> because <Good. laughs> I just feel like there's so much that you shared that I'm like, yes, like I need to remember that. Like I need to hold on to these things. Like even when, as you're talking about the woman at work, like at my, so before my whole health issue, I was at another job and I was miserable. <laughs> I was just like, I hate being here. I cried to and from work every single day. And sometimes wow. I cried in the bathroom while I was there because I was oh just, gosh. I just did not like being there. The environment was awful. It was just, it just wasn't a happy place. And wow. so as you're talking, I feel like that was my like, I was like, I need to get out of here. No matter what happens, I cannot spend yeah. like, I remember my coworkers um, being like, oh, you have great benefits and like your 401k. And I'm like, I don't care. I will start over. <laughs> like yes. if I have to work until I'm 70, it won't be here. <laughs> like I don't yes. care. <laughs> and so like just hearing you say that, I'm like, I feel like that's what that was for me. It was just like, I don't know. Like I had been trying to figure out what my passion and what my purpose was since 2017 and I didn't leave this job until 2020. And even now, I'm still not even fully sure like what direction I'm going in. I'm finding out little bits and pieces of myself. And even like when you talked about um, how that woman that you were speaking to had said that I am this. Like growing up, like I was always dramatic and I was always overly emotional and clingy. And so for the longest, those are parts of me that I constantly pushed away and was like, nope, I don't want to be that. I don't want anybody to know that I have any emotions because they're too much. And recently I've just kind of started embracing them again and being like, no, I'm a big feeler. Like I just feel things and that's okay. It's not negative. It's not necessarily positive. It's just who I am. And I think tapping into and being okay with that has allowed me to be there for other people, has allowed me to be emotional with them and empathetic because I do literally feel what they're going through. I'm like, I get it. I feel where you're at. And so I've started embracing those parts of me that I previously told myself were bad and negative. And that's when I started to kind of see like, oh, this is where I can be utilized. And this is how I, like, I've always loved talking to people. I was told to shut up so much as a kid because (laughs) they were always like, you talk too much. And so now that I'm doing the podcast and I'm meeting people and I'm asking questions, I'm like, oh, this is something that I enjoy doing. Like I enjoy having conversations with people and asking them about their lives. (laughs) Right. Yes. That's a sweet spot. Yes. Yes. And so I don't know what this is going to turn into, but I just, I love doing it. And I love talking to you too. I feel like this conversation has been just really affirming for me and also eye opening in so many ways. So thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open with me. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was incredible. And I'm excited to see where your journey takes you. And, you know, I'm a little bit jealous, honestly, and I know jealousy is sin. So I'm sorry, God, I didn't mean it. But I'm just gonna confess, okay. Um, but that you found it so early, because that is so great, because then see how much more God can do with you. And the rest of your life and everyone you touch as you you go on the way. So I pray that God will bless that journey and really click you into your purpose quickly. Thank you. I appreciate that. And my goal is to try to teach it to even younger people so that they'll get it even sooner. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. God will use me in that way. Yeah. And, you know, as I, as, as I was um, talking to more and more women, I started to think, well, maybe everybody needs their chi releasing moment or their Mm. bottom of the bowl 
surrender to God moment. I don't know. I hope not. But I wonder. Yeah. You know? Maybe it would help because I feel yeah. like even if you like, so I've been looking at a lot of different people in the Bible and it's like yeah. they needed that moment. Like right now I'm studying out Nehemiah and it wasn't until he like looked back and was like, oh, like my city is falling apart. Like it's in ruins yeah. and everything is a mess. I need to go take care of that. And it, until that, he was just kind of like, you know, he had a good job. He was doing his thing. Like, he was just right. living life. And so yeah. I think that that's part of how God works a lot of times is like he lets people get to where they need to get in order to get where they need to go. Yes. So they can get it. And, yeah. Um, completely not doubt that that's where they need to go. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you again awesome. for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Discovering Me podcast. Just wanted to let you know that we will be going on a short break for the month of April. In the meantime, you're able to keep up with Discovering Me on Instagram at discoveringme.nori and Facebook at discoveringme.nori and on TikTok at discoveringme.nori. So keep in touch with us on social media and we'll see you back in May. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Discovering Me. I hope that you are inspired and spurred on toward a deeper connection with God. If you're looking for a church in the Southern Connecticut area, search Southern Connecticut Church of Christ. And don't forget, tune in next Monday for a new episode. And always remember to faithfully pursue a life of passion.